All right, welcome back to another episode of Tracking Shots. I am Richie. And I'm Andrew. And today, um, I don't know how we haven't talked about this topic yet. And I think this is one of those, we talked about a sub-genre of it, disaster movies, but kind of the overarching umbrella that, that would, um, you know, encapsulate all that one and a whole other subgenres is just action movies in general. Well, and I think when we, we, we've made our, our lists or our, our category topics, we're not seeing the forest for the trees. We, uh, we're trying to get to those like yeah. very specific things that we can deep dive and deconstruct. We're really... And I think we kind of learned the lesson that we're, we can talk about things on a deep dive. We just, I mean, I don't know when this is going to be released as always, but uh, we just did a 50-minute conversation on trailers. So, right. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not saying that it's not worth the 50 minutes. It totally is, but I didn't think we would get that far with no, just trailers, and we did, and it felt like it was way less than that. So um, kind of without further ado, I mean, why don't we, why don't we get into it? I know uh, you, you, this is your idea, so I don't know if you had specific things that, well, I do know, but uh, our listeners don't know that I know that. Um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but it's an action movie. It doesn't have to make sense. No, it's not action, at all. But it's not action podcast. It doesn't have to make sense. So with this, I, I don't know. I wanted to attack it in a, a vaguely specific way, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of talk about specifically understand that. Yeah, yeah. So kind of talk about where they came from, uh, when the action film really took off. Because originally, I mean, The Great Train Robbery, the silent yeah. film, was an action film. It was also a Western. Uh, many of the, the criminal gangster films of the 30s were action films. And then bleeding into war films and Westerns again were action films. But... For me, the modern action film starts with Dirty Harry. Okay. It spawned sequels. There was five Dirty Harry films. And it, it gave us that protagonist that's, you know, not just... Uh, he's not just a guy. Like, he was yeah. someone that had one-liners. He was someone that had a style. Kind of in the, in this, like in the style of uh, Die Hard if, if, a couple of years later. Cor- yeah. Yeah, the, the following decade. So, for me, the modern... Action Dude, film. we're 30. Like, 10 years is a couple years yeah. at this point. So. Uh, well, the 90s were still 10 years ago, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for me, Dirty Harry, I mean, and, and that also goes into one of my, you know, things that make a good action film is he had a, a good villain who was kind of based yes. off the Zodiac Killer. Uh, I think his name's Scorpio or something in that. Oh, well, the real Zodiac Killer was apparently Ted Cruz, according to the internet. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, I mean, yeah. I don't see compelling I mean, evidence I, against. Yeah, I mean, it seems... Uh, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so... Well, you are wearing a shirt that says The Magnificent Seven. Yeah. <laughs> so what I wanted to do, I wanted to, when I made this list, I have a personal top ten. And yeah. this is a fairly subjective list because there are going to be movies that mean more to me okay. that I saw first, that I saw, you know, yeah. with my brothers or my dad that mean more to me. Because I'll tell you right now, like, Top Gun is not anywhere near my, my list. And that is a mm-hmm. action staple. Sure. Uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise, I've only seen one to three. So even though that is kind of the quintessential action film every year now. So you saw Fast and the Furious, Too Stupid for Words, and then Fast and the Furious. And the Reddit right Stepchild yeah. of the series. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. I haven't seen any of the Rock <laughs> ones or, you know. Okay. And, and this hurts my soul a little bit. I haven't seen either of the Kurt Russell ones. Because right. he's Mr. Nobody in them. Yeah. So Seven is worth a watch. Okay, totally I mean, I'm gonna watch. watch four on just because it's, right. it's, it looks like dumb fun action. To yeah, be it really is. It's it is dumb and it is fun. So, and for this list though, what I wanted to stick with was more of a pure action. Okay. So I stayed away from 
westerns because even though westerns have a lot of action they're they're their own they're they're a different flavor i I stayed away from even uh you know gangster films because they're action movies but they also have their own distinct flavor uh things that are too sci-fi or too horror i stayed away from even things like uh you know bond it's it's its own category and it's spy thriller yeah which okay i have a couple bonds on there or yeah. Again, completely subjective, yeah. and I knew our list were going to yeah. be. I, I mean, there might be and, one and, or two and, movies and, that are both. I think that's why I kind of started this off with like, why do we ignore this one, but did like a very specific sub subgenre? Because I wanted to get a little bit. And I even threw in a couple that are more action adventurey than true action movies. And but I even yeah. had, I even had to leave off things like Indiana Jones, which one of them might be on your list. Yeah. Because, God, Indiana Jones started its own action adventure subculture yeah so for me i went a little bit more survey-ish i guess but i, I see what you're saying one of my favorite films uh leon the professional because part of that's a coming-of-age story for natalie Portman's yeah, character. yeah i wouldn't even consider it as heavy i mean the, the the end scene is heavy action but for the most part it's really not a heavy action movie no and i love that movie and i'm when i mention villains like, i'm going to t- mention stansfield the right. guy gary oldman plays uh but so it was it was tough for me Wait, even that wasn't a real guy I swear, Carol is such a good actor. Yeah. I mean, he's playing your bookcase in your house right now, <laughs> hourly. It's, yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, so good. Uh, and then even stuff like, you know, with all due respect to some of the great uh, exploitation films, Shaft or, yeah. um, you know, a parody version of I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka, or, yeah. you know, Black Caesar. Those are good action films, but they're also mainly to be ex- exploit films. Right. Um, so for me, and again, this is just... This was my list. War films lend itself very well to action films. Yeah. I tried to stay away from them because, again, war films. Yeah, because they tend to, I think, it, it, we did, well, A, we did a, a podcast on war films. Yeah. Uh, B, I, I think it's more of the action is incidental versus the focus of the movie. You, you know, like uh, Saving Private Ryan. You, they could have made, there have been more movies more or less without action. Like you look at the, the bridge on the river Kwai. There's a. It's not really an action-heavy movie. They do blow up a bridge, but it's not really the same way like you're blowing up a bridge in Fast and the Furious. Fifty-year-old spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> more than that, I think. It's not really an. But Saving Private Ryan, there's no way to, sh- to tell that story without action sequences, and I don't think that's the draw of that movie or those. A lot of those movies. I think there are some more movies where the draw is the action, like U five seven one, but they're not as good because that's the draw versus Das Boot, which is a much better submarine movie. Uh, which is a hyper-specific genre. <laughs> Submarine because, War movie? Because the, the draw isn't the action. The draw is the is the story of the people on the submarine versus, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, dealing with submarine action, however you know, however that plays out. So I, I get what you're saying. I, I think I went a little bit less strict than you in my list, but give me your give me a couple of them so we can kind of kick that off and we can Well, actually, what I wanted to do was, uh, before, I wanted to kind of do the list last, okay. just as like a build-up. Sure. Um, so this this was tougher than I thought it would be, but yeah. one, a thing I wanted to talk about too was, since I'm excluding a lot of those type of movies, I kind of wanted to go over some of my favorite action scenes okay. in non-strict action movies. Okay. So for me, that's uh, the train station scene in The Untouchables. When okay. It's very slow motion. Andy Garcia and yeah. um, Kevin Costner are kind of waiting for the the, the bookie. It gets very slow mo. Of course, you start with, with the western. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, though, that's that's a gangster movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I heard. Uh, I heard you, unfor- you were thinking I, Unforgiven. I heard Unforgiven. Wow. <laughs> uh, the sword fight in Princess Bride between Mandy Patinkin oh, and Carrie Elwes, yeah. where they're just having a good time, but they're also 
uh, very adept at yeah. sword fighting. That's a fun action scene. What about North by the Northwest at the end of the, uh, the Mount when Rush they're Rush on the Mount Rushmore? Yeah. It's a great scene, a great in, scene in more of a thriller drama film, right? Which is yeah, it shows Hitchcock can do action scenes too. I think yeah. I could do everything, but uh, the fight in Anchorman two. Just oh, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. even it, Anchorman One gets an honorable yeah. mention for that. Sure, I could see that. And, yeah. and, and the Anchorman Two fight just adds about a billion more people. Because in the first one, it's just maybe you know twelve yeah. people, but in and Anchorman I, Two, it's a thirty-minute fight. And I, and I know you would be remiss to not mention the fight scene in They Live, which isn't an. Action. That is the first thing I had on my list. <laughs> yeah, it, it's for my how, money. How did I know that? Like, for my money, it's it's one of the greatest <laughs> one-on-one fist fight scenes of all time. And yes, yeah. it's it's pandering because it's Roddy Piper as a wrestler, but. Honestly, Honestly, I mean, it is so good that it is parried frame for frame in a South Park episode. So right. they're even tipping their cap to. And they never do parody, so but it's it, so weird. Yeah, it's, I know it's, but it's shot for shot. Usually they're making fun of. I think that's them paying respects to it. Yeah, oh, totally. Uh, I would say the end of uh, Three Ten to Yuma, which again isn't a pure action movie in any sense. It's more of a western. But that ending scene is a great scene, and it, it, it even manages to build to, to get. A lot of the key Western themes out of just having a man's code, and you know, mm-hmm. it, it builds it into that scene, which is amazing. It, it, it's a great sequence. Well, same with the final shootout in the Wild Bunch, which yeah. at the time was the record for most shell casings and squibs <laughs> until uh, the Matrix or something. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows? Some bullet hell movie. You know that, and then uh, the last two, as we discussed, the beginning sequence and end sequence of Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, so totally. storming the beach in the beginning, and then the, the last yeah. stand in, and those are just phenomenal action set yeah. pieces. Uh, and, and again, whole... they, they bring in all of the themes of what makes a good war movie. Just, you know, the, the brotherhood, the, the, the unspeakable violence and loss and the visceral nature. It just, it, that's what makes it. So you're bought into the genre in itself, but it is a captivating sequence. And it... I agree with you entirely. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. And then the last one that I'll mention is one of my favorite movies. It's the car, the car chase scene in Blues Brothers. When oh, the okay, cops are yeah. chasing in the end yeah, yeah. and there's maybe 40 or 50... Right? There's maybe 40 or 50... Uh, that's not a thing. I, I've, I've had that piece of my brain taken out to where I, so, I'm just confused when you talk about it. There's some great sequences in the Indiana Jones series, if they're not on your list, too. Uh, I, I could go on. That's yeah, one of them. Can, yeah, we, we, the Boulder... There's, there's just a ton of sequences in those movies that are great action scenes. Um, I mean, I, I know your favorite's The Crystal Skull, so... <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, yeah, okay, so... I would disagree with you though that Bond isn't an action movie because to me it is. To me it is. It was hard. I was having this conversation with Brian too because he asked me about the Mission Impossible films, and I'd say the the last four definitely are action films. The first one is a thriller with some action scenes in it. Yeah, Mission Impossible one I would agree with you, and it's funny because I was looking at you know I was making my list. I thought about those and. One, I was like, no, nope, that's not even an action movie. Two, totally an action movie. It's John. Two Woo. is only an action movie. Yeah, because it's it's John Woo, uh, and I would say four Ghost Protocol. Three seemed to regress a little bit. It's a good mixture. It's a good mixture. I don't think it's as good of a movie. Uh, but four, I thought was great. And yeah, I haven't seen the fifth one. It's uh, good. It's more the same. Rogue it's good. Nation or whatever. Um, four was outstanding though, but it had some outstanding action sequences, especially the Burj Khalifa. That's a one of those just insane scenes mm-hmm. and a guy like Brad Bird who did who dealt with the Simpsons animation of course could imagine these insane well I, I can draw it so let's just do that in real life you know we'll figure it out um, great scene 
but I would I would call those action. I think the spy genre is so closely related to it. For me, if you're going to go spy, the Bourne films are more actiony than Bond. Yes. But I'm not well, going to later Bond like Casino Royale and, and Quantum and, and uh, Skyfall. Sure, and even like most of the, the Pierce Brosnan ones. Yeah, but those were so campy that the the action never felt. Like I, it was you know good. what? I'd say the Timothy Dalton ones. Then the two he did, those are very gritty outside, action. Outside films. of Goldeneye. The rest of the Bonds, they're, they're action scenes, but I think they're... For the Pierce Brosnan ones? I think they almost played more for laughs than they did for, like, tension. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't think there was any thought that he would ever have an issue getting out of those scenes. I, I guess for me, and, and you could look at the Connery ones too, but for me, the Roger yeah. Moore, the Pierce Brosnan are more campy and goofy. Yeah, to be, but, but I'm not going to argue with you on Bond, especially since yeah, you were such a Bond And because they're advocate. so close, like, it's... It, but I see, like, if you're talking about a straight spy movie that's just pure... I'm trying to think of a good one right now like I'm blanking but just a pure spy movie it doesn't have to have action sequences but I think these are action spy like they're, they're well like uh, you know if you're talking classic the spy who came in from the, the cold or the man who knew too much yeah. and the current one Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy oh there you go yeah. very few action sequences at all because they're, they're more pure spy films mm-hmm. which is perfectly fine yeah uh, even like Enemy at the Gates you know has more of that spy sort of he's a sniper it's hard to have real true action scenes but um, a lot of times the action happened around him in that movie anyway but I think the Bond movies are really sold as action movies with a, with a, from action movies featuring a spy agent well the opening yeah. scene of Casino Royale when he's chasing right. the guy not the, not the first opening scene where he's recounting his first kill but right. the opening action set piece Yeah, yeah. it's a ridiculous action set piece and, 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 and they did that scene I think we talked about this in the Bond one to set up the fact that he's a different Bond because yeah. you, you have you, he's chasing basically a parkour dude who is more or less what Brosnan would have been doing, even though that, that doesn't make any sense. But you have Daniel Craig crashing through doors and walls and doesn't care. It's a different Bond. and that, that He sells the he, action set pieces better. Right, yeah, he, de- he definitely does because he has more of that look than Brosnan who looks like, I don't think he's ever lifted anything over five pounds without a glove. No, I think, you know, all, <laughs> all five foot seven of Timothy Dalton would shoot you first before yeah. anybody else, but I think Craig is the best action one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would agree with you on that one. So, yeah, and as far as, you know, scenes, there's a, we could do an entire podcast just on great action scenes from action movies. So I think it's kind of cool that you talked about some non-action movies, but yeah, that have good scenes. And it's funny you say Anchorman because that was one that I thought about as just, and we knew number two was going to do that. Totally not an action movie in any sense of the word, but it had a good fight scene, action scene in it, which... And they tease it a couple times throughout yeah, the movie until like. you know it's finally going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and and that's what I meant. How difficult this category was. It's similar to the you know the horror category. We knew we were going to come back to. In right. fact, this year we'll probably be able to do four straight episode releases that are horror themed, yeah. just based on what we like. So you know, one thing I think that I wanted to talk about too, because you mentioned you wanted to talk about, or never mind, uh, the listeners don't know that that we talked before <laughs> this podcast. No behind the scenes yeah. stuff. I can't know. <laughs> No, it was. Um, I fly in on my private jet from uh, <laughs> from South Africa, and we do this, and then I go home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's a Bond movie. Um, I, I think sometimes with action movies, the action scenes are made better by a good villain because the villain creates that tension that's that's going on outside of what's going on. You know, the threat, the immediate threat, the, you know, the, the lethal threat is a sort of existential threat of a of just an amazing villain. I know you want to talk about some of your favorite villains. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and that's one of the, the things I was going to ask you, and we could do the villains right now, sure. but what, what are the things that make a good action movie? 
And I think Villain <clears throat> is near the top I, of that. I think Villain is either near or at the top. Um, and there are some exceptions. Disaster movies, the villain becomes less of a person, more of a nebulous thing, whether it's... Yeah, because disaster, much like war or spy, right. is definitely a sub... Or Western is a subcategory of action. Right. So, But that doesn't mean they don't have some sort of counter piece that, that's going against the hero. So there's still a villain, it's just a different type of a villain. So right. I still count them as villains. So, oh, absolutely. So I think more I would focus in this conversation on people or organizations. Uh, for me, so I will throw a special shout out to Gary Oldman because he yeah. is consistently a great villain. He's not the top and I think we both know who the best villain of all time is for uh, an action film or at least I hope so or else it's going to be awkward like Guardians of the Galaxy was. But yeah. so Gary Oldman... <laughs> In The Fifth Element, in yeah. The Professional, and in Air Force One. I think, and, and none of those movies are maybe in my favorite action film because we've talked about but, they're, but, they're more hybrids. But, yeah, but Professional is great. And Air Force One is more action I would say. That yeah. it, it definitely is an action adventure, but it's definitely an action movie. Correct. And it's more of an action movie, but it's, it would be more in my honorable mentions than and my top it, ten. And if we're being honest, and you know, a little bit of a movie saw, they're more of an airplane action movie, but you know, a presidential airplane action movie. <laughs> if we went against, yeah, incredibly but specific. that's a whole other four-hour podcast. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's the director's cut of this yeah. podcast. Uh, no, I, I agree. But so Gary Oldman gets a special shout-out. Even in, in a borderline drama horror <laughs> film in the second uh, uh, Hannibal series in oh, yeah. Hannibal. Yeah, I think it's um, called Hannibal Lecter or just Hannibal. It's just Hannibal, yeah. He's, the, he's in so much makeup, you can't tell it's Gary Oldman. Yeah, and right. I think they did a good job. I don't even know if he's credited. You know what's so funny? I was looking at that um, that book the other day, and I just... It, you know Wikipedia, right? You look up one thing and you get lost in the wormhole. Yeah, and I, I, the first of those wormholes was looking, obviously, at the movie Hannibal itself. And you know, I forget. The, I can't. Why can't I think of the name of the character right now? I, I, I watched the show and I, the movie. Yeah, and I can't, and I think, can't of think of character. it right now. But uh, and I remember looking like, wait, 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 that was Gary Oldman. I what? What are you talking about? Like, how was that Gary Oldman? But he's such a good actor that you just don't know. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you can barely talk in it. <laughs> yeah, so he gets a special shout out. Um, for me, it, it begins and ends with Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber. Okay, I, I thought you were going to say that. Yeah, he's definitely he's he's up there for me now because I'm a little bit more wide net casting with my action pool than you are. I think sure. I have a competing person. I think I know. Who, I think you know who I'm going to talk about. But Hans Gruber is. Yeah. So with, with Hans Gruber, and I'll get to Die Hard because Die Hard, but Hans Gruber right. just, he's the perfect amount of charm, intelligence, menacing, and he pulled it off wonderfully. He he makes that movie. And, right. And is and enjoyable not, and, 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 as some of the other... anything away from Bruce Willis no. or the action scenes or anything, but yeah. And it is enjoyable to a degree, to varying degrees, as the rest of those movies are. They can't ever quite capture that same villain goal. No. And, and to, to its credit, no action film for me has... Uh, but this list of villains, I branched out a little bit farther. So I have some okay. Western villains in here that okay. are great. But So go ahead. What? So I think to me the best villain um, in the conversation of best villains is the Joker. Heath Ledger's the Joker. And I don't really think there's any argument to that. Um, I, I, he won an Oscar for his role. That's Not a, even a little bit. We, we had yeah. talked about that so much during our superhero podcast yeah. and even our top films podcast because right. Dark Knight's in your and, top and, ten. I mean, and that's what a good villain does. It's No matter what, you're ta- what aspect of the movie you're talking about, think about the Dark Knight. You cannot think, just like uh, Die Hard, you cannot think about Die Hard without going, Hans Gruber. And, and, the, and especially the iconic last scene. Yeah. But there is no way to think about the Dark Knight without... Without the Joker. And much like Alan Rickman did for Hans Gruber and Action Villains, 
superhero villains are kind of screwed they're, now. Yeah, because they're, they're pretty bad. I mean, I think the MCU is kind of like we're not. We're, it definitely we, has a tough time getting memorable yeah, villains. It really does, and I think part of it, and that's I think this is the sort of the, the weakness of the MCU is that all, most most of their characters are invincibly. In, in some ways, you know, it's it's it, one of the better ones has been uh, Bucky. Well, Bucky, and even uh, in, the winter, in, in Civil War, uh, the guy that tricks them. What's his name? The character's name. He his family is killed in in the for, in the second Avengers oh, movie. Oh, um, I can't even his name right now. But I mean, he's just a guy, right? And he's yeah. a, he's a compelling villain because I can't of that. Even his name right now. That's so weird. Um, It'll come. It'll come. Yeah. Or Wikipedia, or but, someone you know, will yell at us. Yeah, <laughs> someone will yeah. But I think the Joker, because in the action scenes, you're almost he's not. You know, there's never really a scene where the Batman and the Joker fight each other, other than the than the interrogation scene, and that's not really a fight. Batman's obviously going to win that fight. He could win the physical but, fight anytime. But, but the best part is, he goes. You know, the Joker says, "What what is what good is all your strength? You have nothing on me." That's way more chilling. Than the, than the, you know, buffest, strongest, you know, most heavily armed villain because it's a psychological thing. And he knows, and Batman knows he can't win. And in that moment, the Joker had his number. He said, pick between these two people. And he had to make a decision. And that's way, way, way more effective than the guy with the biggest gun or the biggest nuke or whatever it is, which I think some of the later um, Brosnan movies tended to fall into. It's, ooh, you're going to use the sun now. Like, oh... Cool. <laughs> Weird. But, yeah. You know that's that's what makes a good villain, and there's no way to, to say that the the screenwriters of that movie aren't responsible for a lot of that. But the performance itself by Heath Ledger is one of the all time performances. It's incredible. And, you know, it's one of those things where the lines could have been the greatest lines, but unless it was sold perfectly by the by the actor, there's no way to have done that movie. And you know, he's obviously uh, recognized with the Oscar. And, it's not. It's not often that villains get an Oscar. No, and and or action films and superhero films, yeah, other and, than war films, and other than stuff. technical things like you know visual effects or sound, which totally totally warranted. Those people work extremely hard, but it's not like the the prestige, you know, the top fives or you know, um, it's it's not really that category. So yeah, I mean, we've talked enough about the Joker. I'm sure he's going to come up again in a best villains one, but that speaks to just how strong of a villain. He is throughout that movie, uh, and then some <laughs> some other ones. So uh, Ed Harris from The Rock. Oh yeah, that's actually Ed, on my honorable mention. Yeah, yeah as a, as a uh, <laughs> he's a really good, just you care about him. and He does a good acting job. So I also put The Rock itself as the villain in The Rock, but <laughs> Sean Connery just you know just accents his way through it, and he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't think you've seen this movie. Once upon a time in the West. It's a, a spaghetti mm, western. Henry Fonda is I the have. villain, and this was America's. This is Henry Fonda was Tom Hanks before Tom Hanks was born. Yeah. So it'd be like if you're watching the, you know, an MCU movie, right? And all of a sudden, Chris Pratt is a bad guy, or right. Tom Hanks is a bad guy, or any of these, you know, these darlings who are always the, you know, the good guy. If they suddenly became the bad guy, and he's just creepy and effective. Another one is. Um, David Lopan and the Three Storms from Big Trouble in Little China because oh, they're just fun. It wouldn't be a podcast unless you mentioned that one. <laughs> no, I'll get I'll get to more Kurt Russell. So one that I would have wanted to talk about too <laughs> is one of my favorite because they play both of it is Face Off. And we just talked about John Woo with uh, with with uh, um, with Mission Impossible Two and Face Off is on my top ten list. 
I love that movie because it's so much fun. You have the good guy and the bad guy each playing each other's roles. That's a really good... And John Travolta sells the hell out of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and honestly, they so, did the right decision because yeah. John Travolta does a better job as the villain. Nick Cage is just Nick Cagey yeah. over the top. And then he's better as a but, hero. And he obviously plays the villain in the beginning. you know. But it's just... It's one of those just bizarre things. And... But it was such a fun role. He did such a good job as the villain. He's just as memorable as Sean Art, Sean something, and Castor, Castor, Castor Troy. Castor Troy. Castor Troy is Sean something. I don't remember. Archer, I think. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. Phrasing. Yeah, okay. Phrasing, yeah. <laughs> um, again, a great villain who's just creepy. And he, he, basically, John, they're just like, just be yourself, John. Like, And he's like, okay. And he just created a... Guys, just go start filming John. He's being yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. just, just go do it. Yeah, he's just, just do it. Yeah, he's fine. Like, this isn't even in the movie. He's he not even just, on set. He just read the Scientology handbook. Get him. Like, he's he's going to be yeah. weird now. It's fine. <laughs> uh, great villain in that movie. But again, it, and it's, even, it's made even better because... You know they don't want to kill each other because or, you know they don't want to kill each, they don't shoot each other in the face or you know because now you're going to screw each other up so there's just this weird tension throughout the entire movie and they both play with it perfectly. Yeah, and I'm going to get to that movie as well. Yeah. it's not in my top ten, but it's an honorable mention. Ember Again, Tan Joe from uh, uh, from Mad Max. Next Fury. on my list. I, yeah, I uh, so good. <laughs> and it another one that I have, and this is might be one of my my. Close to Alan Rickman and, and Heath Ledger. Okay. And that's Javier Bardem from Skyfall. As oh, Silva. I was going to say No Country from Old Men. Well, he's also okay, fantastic yeah. in that. He's just a good bad guy like Gary Oldman. He's really in a lot of uh, Skyfall. He's he, he's in a very short segment of it, but he's creepy. He's very effective. He's a good yeah. villain in the, the storming of the, the yeah, old the, Bond the, house at the like end. The vaguely, you know, like homosexual undertone that he has that he plays off really well. And it's just, it's very unsettling. That first scene where he's just walking down that long. It's, I think it's in a hangar or whatever. It's just it's that, just that moment where he has that long speech. You're just like, uh-oh, I'm in, I'm in for something here. And he, he's a good villain. Like, he's a he's a good villain. And then the the last three for my, my villains uh, are when they go over the top. Now, if you can go over the top, sometimes it's not effective. It's not very right. fun. Not a, it's not really an action movie, but Apocalypse Now, like, way over the top. And it's just not effective anymore. But for me, so Gary Busey from Lethal Weapon as, <laughs> okay, as Mr. Yeah. Joshua, yeah, who's not even the main I, I villain. Gary Busey has a, a no, not over the top. No, mode. this was this was pre motorcycle accident. Oh, so okay. this was him acting. Uh, <laughs> but you know he stands there and he does whatever he's told to do. He you know he inflicts yeah. all the pain on himself and doesn't flinch. And then he's got that great fight scene at the end when it's they they bust the fire hydrant. So he's a good over the top <laughs> one. Richter from Total Recall again, not oh, not yeah. the main villain, but a fun one. But a fun one yeah. uh, played by. I can't think of the name. Brian's going to yell at me over over his uh, his phone or however he's listening to this. But, you know, Richter's not the main guy that Arnold kills at the end. He's the the, the, yeah. the, the secondary villain. And, and like I said, sometimes the secondary villains can be even better. Sometimes they live longer. Uh, yeah. Like Die Hard. Right. When you think um, uh, Carl is dead and he comes back at the end. And then Carl Winslow shoots him and then goes back to, you know, say, oh, Urkel. You, same universe, <laughs> same obviously. Universe, yeah, obviously. Family Matters and Die Hard. Same yeah, universe. Yeah, it would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah. That, and, yeah, Call of Duty. Yeah, it's the spinoff of Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, you're yeah, 100% yeah. right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my last one for Over the Top, and it's kind of a dumb movie, but it also might be one of my favorite Stallone movies, <laughs> and that's um, John Lithgow as Quaylen from Cliffhanger. 
Oh, he's oh, okay, so just okay. sneering and over the top, like I'm a bad guy. Just look at me. <laughs> you and, and know, it's weird because it's it, you know he, he he's been a bad guy before, or well, well after that in, in the Dexter series, which he did a great job in. But he doesn't have like a bad guy, at least for me. Maybe because I, I was introduced to him mostly from Third Rock from the Sun and uh, Coneheads, but he never seemed like a bad oh, guy. He's face. he's known as a bad guy before all that. But he, he but I, I think growing up I had that oh, like, sure. stigma. And like now that I've seen a lot of his work, it's like oh, okay, I could totally see that. You yeah. can go back and watch uh, Raising Cain, where he plays a good mm-hmm. guy and a bad guy. It's not a very good movie. The chicken uh, isn't that good, though. I'll be honest with you. Which one? Raising Cain. The chicken is just okay. <laughs> uh, expensive too. Yeah. Um, there's another good. It's the sides of, are good though. Yeah, and the sauces. <laughs> uh, one of one of Denzel Washington's early uh, roles is a movie called Ricochet. Oh, okay. And, and Lithgow was the bad and, guy. And I, I would say he's a good honorable mention as a baddish guy in training. He's not oh, a, absolutely. He's not a. Tr- I mean, again, won the Oscar for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't call him like a true bad. He's definitely like a crooked he's, guy. He's a sympathetic villain, right? Which which he does a good job as, and it, that's a good movie. That's how I describe you to most people as <laughs> sympathetic a sympathetic villain, villain. Yeah. super villain, whatever, yeah. Arch, whatever. <laughs> um, I didn't really have a list of over the top. Um, because I feel like over the top usually doesn't work. It usually it, doesn't. It usually doesn't. Like if you look at pretty much most of Jean Claude Van Damme's, you know, over, which I don't even know if you can apply that word to his movies. No. Um, most of those villains are over the top and just kind of bad. It's more of just the action scenes and him, you know, having his one-liners. But um, I think I think I, th- I think the reason why you brought the over the top ones is because that can ruin a good otherwise good action movie. And, and it wasn't to bring up the movie over the top either. <laughs> the Stallone uh, arm wrestling truck driver movie. Oh, god! Yep. Yeah, I already were, uh, Yeah, <laughs> that was that was was that late eighties, early nineties? I think it was late eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> so so what else? What else to you makes a, so, a good action okay. movie? Um, Obviously, villain is number one. We have a lot of guys to talk I, about. I think villain is... Uh, the actual set pieces themselves have to be good. And I, I think that's sort of a foregone conclusion. I think we kind of just go, well, yeah, of course. But a lot of it has to do with just having inventive ways to do things. Because here's the thing. Something's going to get blown up. Someone's going to get shot or punched. Those are really the three things that happens in an action movie. I mean, really think of any action movie. What else happens? So... Uh, that's something that's it blown up shot or punched like that's really the three things that can happen if you're lucky all three right yeah now what what makes it good or interesting or you or new is the circumstances surrounding it so dark knight which had a dark knight rises which had a really good villain in bane definitely no way for him to follow up the joker but he was still a very 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 good villain and i have to give credit to christopher nolan and Tom Hardy for his and Tom friend. Hardy for creating you know, I was really going to say for just creating an interesting villain you know the circumstances took an impossible task do something as good or nearly as good as the Joker and came close like 80-85% you know up there a good villain you know he blows up the bridges right but what it does is it, it, this, the circumstances the tension it creates that's what makes it fun that's what makes it worthwhile um, Mad Max which is for my money the best action movie in at least the last five or ten years it's it's Mad Max Fury Road um, that movie Immortan Joe great villain but they just throw you into this world there's there's very little introduction the opening credits a little bit but very little introduction you're just thrown into this world and now you gotta you have to adjust to it and it and, is one of the few non-stop action films anymore right and it's it's one of those cool things where you have to adjust to it 
And what what you're addressing to is literally nonstop action on cars and guys and flaming guitars and loudspeakers and you know it, it, that movie was nonstop. All of the action sequences were memorable in some way or the other. They had a great um, a great tension to them. There was a, there was a good setup. They were logical and they they were endlessly inventive. I mean, just all the little tricks and things, everything you could have thought of to do to a car to have those sequences done well was done. So there was never a moment where it's just like more of the same within the same movie. They're constantly showing you a new trick. You know, they're using the environment. They're using, you know, there's the sandstorm, there's night, there's thing, the thunderpoons, the things they throw <laughs> There's, you know, the-, the Thunderpoon, a great porn name, by the way. Seriously, like just all these cool, you know, there's there's all kinds of things that they're, that they're throwing into you. That's what makes a good act. It's endlessly inventive. They're doing things in a new way. Even outside the movie, inside the genre, inside the movie itself, inside the series. This is the fourth Mad Max movie. And some people who are wrong say that this isn't even a Mad Max movie because he's barely in it. It's it's uh, Charlize Theron's show. He's more indifferent Max in this. Yeah, but I, I have to give credit for Tom Hardy because I feel like he's behind masks like in 90% of his movies and his eyes are just like so good. His eyes should get an Oscar. Like, I mean, one of them should be supporting actor at least. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what makes a good action movie outside of a villain is just endlessly inventive with the scenes themselves. And the, t- the, the scenes can't just be pointless like in um, anything that Roland Emmerich has ever done. Michael Bay. <laughs> um, no, I think I will give with Michael Bay, at least like with Pearl Harbor, the actual attack scene was outstanding. But we knew it was coming. He, cr- he tried to create stories. But... Well, and Bad Boys 1 and 2 are actually really yeah, good action films. Um, but that's why I'm saying Roland, anything Roland, because nothing Roland Emmerich has done has been good. Nothing. I mean, let's be Independence Day is the closest to... Yeah, but I mean, even that is still like... And it's you know, still in the, you know, it's a great movie because really Bill Pullman pulls it together <laughs> and Will Smith. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think about the day after tomorrow. It's just there. There's no setup. The, the tension is just so stupid. There's nothing that's that's making you involved in it. And there's really no inventiveness. It's like oh, it's just cold for a while. Okay, like thanks. The, the, you need you need a reason to get into it to be bought into it. And if they can do that, it, it sometimes it's even just the most basic of things like with Mad Max. We need water. That's literally the most basic thing. We need water and gas. Like that's it. That's the most the most basic things you can ask for. And you're like, okay, that's enough. As long as it's done, it's done by a competent director, you'll buy into it. <laughs> and that's what's kind of funny. So I think that I think that's kind of where it is. I mean, I'm sure you would agree, or at least have some sort of corollary to that, or you know, oh, supplement yeah. it. So. It's it's set pieces, and some set pieces like Face Off is just a series of set pieces as well, which is fine, and they do it really well. And because John Woo is an action master, I mean, the guy is top three all time action director, hands down. Yeah, um, one of his is in my honorable mention, and one of his is in my top ten. And I yeah. don't know if you've seen either of them, and you need to. Wind Talkers, obviously. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to win. Shut the hell up right now. So that we can continue. Another thing, and, and I'm sure even if you didn't think about this at the time, you're going to immediately have ideas towards this. But two things that are tied together in action films: sound design, yes, and soundtrack, yeah, or score, score, yeah. So I was looking at my top ten films, and the score in, uh, you know, spoiler alert for my top ten, but Escape from New York. And uh, The Rock, are f- and even Predator. Mm. They're just great scores that build up that tension. And with sound design, you want your guns to sound loud. And it's kind of an inside joke for my brothers and I, but Indiana Jones, 
the first one right. and, and the third one Raiders too of the Lost yeah. has the best punch sound effect yeah. in the history of cinema bar none. it's so over the top but it works <laughs> and I, I don't want to play well, it I shouldn't say for, so over the top but it's yeah. I don't want to play it on, on YouTube because it doesn't it won't sound as well coming through this speaker yeah, well think about it like this you're playing it on YouTube but you're recording <laughs> Then through your speaker on your phone yes. into the speaker here and then out to whatever speaker is So yeah. just go either, you know, look it up on YouTube with headphones or watch the movie. But it's, I mean, to try to replicate it, it's just, it's it's just this loud yeah. and that's not even close to satisfying. But my brothers and I... It all sounds like spaghetti snapping. It's just, it's this weird, like... And it's, it's dead. Yeah. Like, there's a scene when he punches a guy in the first movie that is just deafening. Like, you expect his head to explode. I yeah. think it's when he's looking for Marion in, in all the... Uh, <laughs> when she's yeah, hiding. Yeah. But he, he punches him. And the sound effect would be like... Yeah. yeah, like the guy's head should have exploded from that. It's one of those things where, um, <laughs> like in, I think in analog, in video games, where you want, like, if you want the player to feel like there's weight to the behind the actions, like there's there's a gravity to what's going on, you can't really portray that in movies because you're not in control. So the way you do that is through good sound design, sound editing, to make it feel like, to give it that weight. And, I mean, guns don't sound like the guns in movies. They're way over the top. You know, there's, they're way... Over exaggerated, but it's it's for a fact that we all can appreciate. I think while watching these movies, yeah, and and so those, and it, it's pretty bad when a genre, things like sound design are above the hero in terms of its importance. And I was just going to mention how the hero really doesn't matter in, in most pure action movies. Yeah, the character. It, what I what I was going to get to my next point is, and I forget where I read this. It was either. Bill Simmons by himself as sports guy, or it was part of his now defunct website Grantland. Mm -hmm. But they had this like, who holds the action title belt? And they did it year by year. Similar to, I would recommend anyone reading uh, AV Club's History of Violence. I oh, posted yeah, a couple yeah, yeah. of those for you, and they've done every every uh, action movie. And I think for them, the starting point was uh, Bullet, the Stephen oh, King yeah. movie. And they've gotten the best every year. But so for me, and I'll get it out of the way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it, he's the number one for me. Action hero, yeah. Yes, yes. Action hero actor. And I use the word actor, actor loosely. Uh, not action, that, he, action hero governor. Yeah. It's really, you know. And then, and then, you know, you have your tiers that come down. So you have Stallone. Stallone. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme and Seagal to a lower degree for yeah. me. Uh, Tom Cruise has dabbled a lot in it. Um, Kurt Russell has dabbled a lot in it. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford, obviously. You have these yeah. action. And, and that's almost as important for me. Like, because you can watch... A guy do it, and a lot of wrestlers and football players, and the one who's transcended that is The Rock. The Rock is fantastic. Uh, the Rundown is a fun movie. Uh, all the Fast and Furious, he supposedly does a great job. Right. Uh, yeah, he's done a pretty but, good job at avoiding like the crappy movie. the stigma. Even, even the Jumanji movie looks like a ton of fun. So, uh, so for me, it, it just it depends on the actor. I, uh, earlier in his career, and he split time between westerns and action movies. But again, Clint Eastwood yeah. did all the Judy Harry movies. He did uh, you know some some war movies. So for me, the the lead actor and that that draw that hook is right. also incredibly important. For me, it's less so. Like I, I guess it's it's more like if I'm watching an, an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, I know what I'm getting. Like if I'm watching End of Days. You know, or um, Eraser. I know what I'm getting from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think it's more, for me, like when I watch an action movie, Mad Max is a great example. It was the barest of motivations. It was the barest of character, you know. Dialogue. He barely, like that was him most of the time. That was a great Harrison Ford person. Yeah. <laughs> but it was fine. It, it worked for that thing. I, I think the character, the main character, if they're a driving force, like let's say, 
die hard. You just need the you know he obviously his daughter is is that is that um, is his daughter or his wife? Like, In the book, it's his daughter. That's what it is. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, I know I have that backwards. Um, it's just, his estranged wife. Yeah, his estranged kind of separated. Wife. So he has the barest of motivations, and it's it's his ex-wife. Like most people are like, all right, whatever, like it's fine. But <laughs> most people would, you know, whatever. No, in all seriousness, though. But it's you don't need this incredible character arc, history. You know this drawn out um, backstory all you need is okay his wife's in danger go save her taken you have my daughter I'm gonna find you and kill you like you know okay like that's all you need and then you know Liam Neeson just pulls people's heads off or whatever he does outside the movie inside the movie who knows um, I, I, I don't know I guess for me like, I don't look as that I don't look to that as much of a thing however a great hero think about like especially superhero movies they can really make it they can strengthen the villain sort of by sort of that counterweight. You know, strong villain usually means a strong hero. A strong hero helps 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 strengthen the, the villain. But I, I don't necessarily need, for pure action movies. I don't need it. like The Rock. I don't need an amazing story with Nick Cage and, and what's going on in his life. I just need him to break into The Rock. That's it. So yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from, but it's not as important for me uh, on that scale. I would. Yeah. No, and, and really they need Sean Connery, who is clearly James Bond, uh, right, yeah. <laughs> to break in and Nick Cage to defuse the bombs. Other than that, they don't care. They can, yeah, they can die. Yeah, it's, they're, they're not... And I, I find in a lot of action movies, and I think this is a symptom of it, a lot of them are stock. There's a very basic thing that they, that they have to... that they, you know, There's an outside thing that they have to take care of that, that gets threatened, and then they have a mission to do and they somehow converge. That's usually the thing that, that, act, that drives an action movie. Which I think kind of sterilizes the the heroes because they're all the same. Like you don't really, I, I, yeah, it's just, it's not as important for me. It's not like a drama where I need a great character. I just need enough to get by. Right, um, and I I don't know. It's it's one of those things. It, it's less important for you. Um, it's not the only thing I look for. But for me, I, I think I spent when I was working at Blockbuster. I was like, I'm going to rent your entire catalog this week, and yeah. then I'm going to rent your but, entire but catalog. But here's the thing. Arnold Schwarzenegger is more or less the same guy in every single movie. Yeah, he's the guy so, from Junior in every movie. Yeah, so you're not really going, okay, I'm watching Arnold Schwarzenegger play an amazing hero. I'm playing him play, I kind of needed to buy a new house, so I need this movie. No, yeah. <laughs> all of his movies could just be called, you know, say Arnold Schwarzenegger versus The Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger in Future Game Show. Arnold Schwarzenegger versus, you know... Yeah, uh, versus Robot. Yeah. Two, versus Robot 2. Yeah. Versus Robot 3. Yeah, yeah ro- Robot Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> versus Liquid Robot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what they could all be called. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme does karate. Like, that's that's really all he could have... Yeah. And it would have been fine. He is a cop. He's a time cop. <laughs> right. Is yeah. he going to do the splits? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He's I'm a fine. hockey cop. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Okay, so that's where I'm saying like the hero. It's fun to watch those because you know what you're getting. But I don't think that the hero, they're the draw to get you to watch the movie. They're not the, they're not the the locomotive that pushes the movie forward. That for me is the is the villain, and and the um in the action sequences. Yeah, and I think those are my my top ones because yeah. how can you have an action film without good action sequences? Yeah, and how can you have a good action film without some good counter? Wait, you saying, just want him to kill the crap out of it somehow. Yeah, or you you want Jay Joan Hall to like like turn on a heater and melt the whole planet so it's back to normal like you so really, compelling so compelling you know it's just <laughs> um so I, I guess with that i'll start with honorable mentions we sure. can start with honorable mentions 
I try to, I've had this discussion with Brian and you before, I, you know, I, I want to sound authoritative in this because it's a podcast where we're trying to, yeah. you know, talk about what we like. But well, even, you're still going to mention uh, Escape from New York. Well, no, I was going to mention that this list, even more so than some of the other lists, is very subjective. It is. I ha- There's no way I've seen every action film of all time, and depending on what order I saw them in is what I'm going to like. There's no way if I took all the action movies I saw in my life would represent all of the action movies released in any year in the last 10 years. Certainly in the 80s. There's, yeah, sir, yeah. There's just no way. There's just so many that have been released. And there's so... And then yeah. some people prefer Stallone to Arnold or Van Damme or whatever. And to me, that it's not the same. And I think with action movies, it's one of those things where you can kind of turn it on. If you've already seen it, you can kind of half watch it. I'm not a fan of that for a first view. That I don't do. I don't even go to the bathroom. Like I make sure I don't want to ever stop a movie while I'm watching it. An action movie, they're never. You're never intending them to be an Oscar winner, an amazing thing that you're gonna, you know. Oh my god! Like this changed my life. You know, watching this movie. You know, I, oh, I saw the, the the Fault in Our Stars, and now blah 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 blah. Or, you know, whatever. You're, or I am Sam. Like those are movies that could change your life a little bit. These are not going to do that. Like, yeah. So, uh, and in the same yeah. token, there's very few that are just terrible action movies because most of them have something that you can get right. from. And even if they're, even if the villains over the top, it, if at least he got killed in an over the top way or the scenes were over the top, you're like, all right. There's yeah. There's even Hardcore Henry. I don't know if you saw that. No, I, I heard that it was entertaining. It, for those of you who don't know, because like six people saw it, and I was I was with two of them. Um, it uh, it's basically just shot with a GoPro from like a first person perspective. So it's basically a video game, from a first person video game, and it's nonstop action. It's not a great movie, but it was like oh, I don't look at it and go I don't seethingly hate this movie because it wasn't the best movie of all time. It's it was just all right. And what was interesting is this list was actually harder to make than say my top ten all time or even my favorite horror films because. There's because a lot of personal. bad horror films too, right? And and a bad horror movie might not have. But it becomes a comedy. Yeah, or I mean, sure, you can watch a bad horror movie to see how they're going to kill somebody or how much nudity is going to be in it, right? Uh, but with an action movie, it's still just it can just be like, yeah, it's an action movie, it's mindless. You're going in there like you yeah, said for like the action. The Island, which was totally forgettable. If that was on TV and there was literally nothing else on. You'd be like, all right, I, I, can, I, can, I can get through this. So there are so many that I didn't even mention in my honorable mentions that can be mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and there are so many that I want, I'm, I'm excited to show my kids and yeah. rewatch with Michelle just when we, we need a dumb action movie. But without further ado, and I tried to make it a smaller honorable mention list, and it's 15 movies yeah. <laughs> in my honorable so mentions. I kept mine about four or five because it, it was one of those where, yeah, I, I could have just kept going, oh, oh, that one, that one. I couldn't stop myself. So. Yeah, I feel like I'm sure everybody has seen. I think the point we're trying to make: everybody has seen a bell curve, right? You know, the standard deviation. I feel like that middle chunk that where most of the movie, where most of the data is, or most of the points will fall, is much wider on an action movie than a drama or you know a serious flick or a horror. You know, it's just much wider, so it's easy to go. Oh, that's okay. I can, I can mention that one. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> in no particular order. Uh, Terminator. This is your honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. Terminator 1, Terminator 2, Commando, Big Trouble in Little China, The Killer, which is a John Woo yeah. movie that if you haven't seen, you need to. Yep. Uh, Road Warrior, the second Mad Max yep. film. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> uh, Hard Target, which is the only Van Damme movie I've ever owned. Okay. That I, and I actually really enjoyed it. It's a really fun movie. Uh, the Expendables. 
Oh yeah, okay. Because yeah, it's is, incredibly stupid, but, but it brings all the guys. Because I don't have any Statham movies on my list. I don't have yeah. any Wesley Snipes movies on my on my main list. Anything like that. But that's just a fun. Yeah. And the other two are they get dumber and less watchable. But the first one does exactly what it's supposed to do. Uh, Robocop, Lethal Weapon, Con Air, Face Off, Bad Boys Two, Taken, Demolition Man. Yeah, it just goes on. I could go on, but so, I'll stop there. For me, for me, I had The Rock, um, which is. Can't can't not like that movie. Con Air, Air Force One, Skyfall, Goldeneye. The I guess I had more than five. Um, Ronin, the score. These are all just good action. And Ronin has one of the greatest car chase sequences of all time. That's a time. great film. Yeah, and it's a great a great movie, and it's still in my honorable mention. I had to leave off Heat for that reason because Heat has one of the best bank robbery shootouts oh, yeah. of all time. But it's, it's more gangster. It's a three hour movie. Yeah, it's a drama gangster you know action yeah. hybrid. Michael Mann. Um, let me let me do my top three, and then if you want to go back to, to, to your top three, we can kind of run down our list here. For top three for what? Uh, just in general? Yeah. Well, I did mine in, in chronological instead of uh, ordering. Okay, ordering. okay. I, I didn't... There's there are no particular order for the most part. Okay. I would say probably my favorite action movie go-to is, is Boondock Saints, and I've talked about this movie at length before. Sure. It, it, is, it is not, by any touch of the imagination, a good movie. It's just a good action, stupid movie. And... It's a subjective thing. Like I saw this the first, one of the first nights I was in my new apartment with two extremely close friends eating pizza and drinking beer. There is literally nothing better in life than that. You know, it, it just hang until out. you get so drunk that you're drinking pizza and eating beer. <laughs> that is the zenith. Well, yeah, I know, but so far, I mean, but it, there's very little better as a guy just doing a guy's thing is watching an action movie that 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 you're that's new to you but your friends love in your new apartment. You know, having just built IKEA furniture or whatever crap we had, eating pizza, drink, it's that's just the max. And I'll always remember that movie. And it is a fun movie. It's it's not great. It's totally derivative. It's you know, it's definitely amateur in a lot of ways, but for whatever reason it just struck a chord and that chord's kept vibrating for me for a long, long time. You're talking to the guy whose favorite film is Big Trouble all the yeah, time. I, yeah, uh, I know. I'm not I'm just gonna <laughs> nod my head and say, Yeah. I'm gonna not talk too much about the next two, that's why I wanted to bring my top three first. Sure. Mad Max Fury Road, we've talked it to death at this point. Go If you haven't seen it, um, see it. If you're Dave Keller and don't like it, you're wrong. Uh, it's awesome. It's 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 what an action movie should be in every sense of the word. It just top villain, the action scenes, the sequences, the way they are, the inventiveness. And the best part is the vast majority of it is practical stunts, which is just unreal. I mean, and it's so few and far between these days. Yeah, which which I really expect George Miller for doing that and insisting on doing as much practical stunts as possible. I love that. So kudos to him for, for bringing back a, a series that was dead for decades and then you know, getting the most Oscar wins, the most recent Oscars. Think about that for a minute. Or no, no, no not the most recent, uh, two ago. So, um, and it got nominated for Best Picture as well. Like, dude, like, good job. <laughs> and then we talked a lot about it already. Uh, Die Hard is one of my is one of my favorites as well. So. Yeah. So I I said this is chronological, but the number one action yeah. film for me of all time is Die Hard. Yeah. It, it set up the. It kind of it, set the groundwork for yeah. everything. It, and and yeah. it was made in... It, it, it did all the things that we talked about. 87, 88. It has a great villain, has great action sets, uh, set pieces. It even has a good henchman. Sound design is really cool. It even has a good hero that sort of carves his own little corner of, of action movie hero. To oh, he has a huge yeah. chunk of especially the uh, 90s. Yeah. Uh, like Last Boy Scout is one that I didn't even mention in my mm-hmm. mentions, which I should have because it's a fantastic really underseen yeah. movie 
But yeah, Bruce Willis, I mean, he, and, and unfortunately, I just, I, he didn't better himself after no, that. Like, he that's, really didn't. I mean, Armageddon is, is totally watchable and fun, but, you know. A lot of fans are yeah, totally watchable. Yeah, but, but Die Hard was awesome, so I don't think we need to talk about that one too, too much no. more. <laughs> Uh, no, there's not much else to say about yeah. it. Really. And we talked about it like in our Christmas episode as well. Right, yeah. Um, so, like I said, chronological. And it's funny, I'm going to go against what I said in the beginning because I have two movies on here that are kind of fringe sci-fi movies. Okay. Really three, but I also think they're undisputable as action films. Sure. So, chronologically, uh, Escape from New York. Okay. Again, I've talked at length about that. Yeah. All I'll say again is that... So, skin, yeah. so many movies have emulated its hero, its plot, its time limit frame, even to the degree yeah. of a movie called Lockdown that was sued. <laughs> because it was so <laughs> It was close. too similar. Yeah. Um, and then Aliens, the second in the yes. Alien franchise. Yeah, I, again, I'm dumb. I'm going against my own thing because you could say that's a sci-fi or even a but horror it, it film. But it is definitely an action. But it's, it's one of the most pure action films Right, it just happens to be in the sci-fi setting. It hits all of the yeah. things. It even has a good villain in Paul Paul Reiser's uh, Corporate Man. Yeah, you know, which is weird. Paul Reiser. I mean, yeah. he does he does what he needs to do. Yeah. Uh, Predator, again. Oh yeah. The bad guy is an alien that hunts humans, but <laughs> especially when I think of this well, as an action visible. movie, the opening scene when Arnold and 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 uh, Carl Weathers meet each other and they just take those big bear mitts and. Their muscles are yeah, sweating. Yeah, their forearms and, are thicker than any person's yeah, hips. They're, yeah, they're sweating, and, and, and then the whole scene, yeah. <laughs> they could be like almost the, the homoerotic Top Gun volleyball scene, right. when they're all shirtless and they're building the traps for the Predator. Yep. Like, it's just machismo, and yeah. it is an action movie. My, my brother Brian and I, actually, when we play video games, like, there's a Contra. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you have X amount of lives. Well, we would, the first guy we played as, we'd pretend he was Hawkins. And when uh, he died, yeah, yeah. we'd move on to Blaine, and then Mac, and we'd actually do when you lost your lives, you lost them in the order of the guys did for it, Predator because that game actually borrows heavily music-wise and just the, and theme thematically from Predator. From Predator. You know, it's funny. Uh, I forget who it is. Maybe it's Alvarez. He says it's so funny. He, he basically says like the line between genius and insanity is really thin. The line between homoeroticism and, and machismo is even thinner. <laughs> it's see-through. Yeah, it's, it's basically <laughs> see-through. Yeah, it's, it's a sheer as sometimes like when, uh, when Arnold wears a shirt that's being stretched a little bit too far. But yeah, Top Gun, um, and uh, and that's actually one of my honorable mentions too is Top Gun. But I figured we probably were going to talk about that one anyway because it's such an important film in the action genre and mm -hmm. in the canon of man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Die Hard, just going to move right past that. Yep. And then the other John Woo movie that you have to see, it's called Hard Boiled. Oh, I think I, I have seen that. It's, it's yeah, yeah, most famous that. for, well, first of all... Uh, John or um, Chow Young Fat plays a character named Tequila because reasons Why, because John Woo and it's got this extended uh, uh, name drop tracking shot that is one of the more famous <laughs> ones. It's in a hospital and it just follows. Uh, that came out in the mid nineties, right? Ninety two. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I think I saw that as a kid, like it, when I was like, oh no, it's it, my eggs to my parents. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it follows. It's very <laughs> harrowing. All those eggs. It Sorry, follows. I don't know that one. Oh, that's my, that's my uh, Amazon helper. <laughs> we didn't ask you, Echo. <laughs> uh, so I highly recommend, and apparently that one, need, they need to watch more uh, yeah. John Woo and Giant Fat movies. I should have told you the wake word for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a tracking shot well, where they she, follow She's them. just been listening and doesn't know Hard Boiled. That's, that's crazy. Like You yeah. should know that. Which you need to watch it with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there's a tracking shot, and I want to say it's eight to ten minutes long, where they're they're going floor to floor in right. in a hospital, taking out all the bad guys. And even when they're in the elevator, 
the camera's still with them. It's not that you could do a, a good cut where the elevator door right. closes and opens. No, the camera goes in the elevator with him and continues up. And it's just phenomenal. And part of it's over the top because at one point he's holding, I think, one or two infants in his arms as he's I, I shooting and running movie. around. Just, I think it, one of those I just saw as a kid. I recommend I... to everyone. Okay. Uh, and then Last Action Hero, which is my second oh, Arnold yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's not the best action movie, and it's not... His best uh, movie. It's not even his best, but it's so uh, meta. Yeah. Because, he, I don't know if you know the premise, the kid gets a magic movie ticket and he ends up going into one of Arnold's movies. Yeah. And the character of Arnold... We talked about this at length before. I, I, th- yeah. I thought we had. They, well, and Tywin Lannister is the main bad guy. Yeah. Charles Dance does a phenomenal job in it. And it's just it's, it makes fun of and lampoons one-liners and everything that makes a good action film. Even the bad guy, he's got like a golden fake eye or something like yeah. that. Um, he's got a, a, a one gun that he uses. He never has to reload. And it's just, it, it's, it's so fun. And it's dumb, but... It's like playing a video game in yeah. an action movie. And yeah. when, when Arnold, you know, when they go into Arnold's movie, he, the, the kid is like, well, what about these movies? It's you. And they show a bunch of Arnold movies, and it's actually Sylvester Stallone playing the part that Arnold would in that oh. universe. And it's really funny, because he's like, what? This guy, he's great movies. What do you mean? I'm, no, this isn't me. I'm a cop. And it's just, it's so fun, and it's I'm so over the top. And for me, 20 years later, because I think it was 94. You showed it to your kids recently, right? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, 20 years later, it's it's even better to look back on, because of... And it did not do well at the box office. And that's rare for, uh, for action movies. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, as the stunts get more and more... Yeah, they're not exactly fine line. No, but I mean, even like Die Hard holds up to this day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so one of my next ones, and this is maybe not, in, this would maybe not qualify for your list. We've talked about it at length. I'm not going to talk much about it. The Dark Knight, it's a, it is a good action movie. Um, we haven't really talked too much about this This one, is Born Ultimatum. And that whole series, we talked about it extensively in the... Um, That's probably the best action film of the three, of the original three. Yeah, to- oh, uh, easily. Um, and, and that, it's not non-stop action, but it is more or less a pure action movie in a lot of ways it, it it never really lets up there's a few quiet moments but it only lets you catch your breath um the scene where they're in Tangiers and he um Desh the um the hitman is ch- he's you know, they're chasing each other is one of the greatest action sequences chase sequences I've ever seen it's it's I remember watching it the first time in the theater and it was just one of those just holding on to the to the to the to the armrest because you just did not know how this was going to end because it was perfectly shot the music was perfect throughout it you're in this crowded space it was just outstanding and that 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 whole series the first two are a little bit uneven at points i think ultimatum it kind of nailed that formula it took a little while but it, it nailed that formula to such a degree that it was just perfect and it, just an outstanding action movie and jason Bourne does a great job there's no real straight up villain that's sort of this menacing threat the entire time it's, but that series has set up set it up that way, where yeah, it's the it's, whole establishment. It's the establishment. It's sort of just the the question of who he, who he is, and so you don't really need that villain the same way because you're so over his shoulder. It's it's you know, a lot of action movies. They'll have scenes with the with the hero, and then they cut to the villains. Right? There are a couple scenes like that in the Bourne Ultimatum, but for the most part, you're just looking over his shoulder. So you're kind of seeing it from his perspective. So the idea of like an overarching evil villain isn't quite as sellable in those movies. And they did a good job of creating tension and creating that conflict without that person or that one. Obviously, Albert Finney towards the end becomes kind of like a villainy character. 
But not really. He's not like a, a straight up bad guy. His, his motives are just he has a job to do. And similar, if I remember right, anyway, similar to Chris Cooper and um, yeah, um, Brian Cox. Brian Cox, yeah. And yeah. then later Tommy Lee Jones in, in the most recent one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. So, yeah, <laughs> I just, I can't, yeah. But, um, and, and that's kind of in contrast to the book, at least the first one. Um, there is a, an overarching villain named the Jackal that he's going after, and it's, I think the films work better that way, and that's a good example of an action film that doesn't have a straight-up villain. It's more of a threat villain, mm-hmm. and it does it sells it and does a good job. It's hard to do, but they 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 got the formula right. So yeah, and it's funny the way the previews sell those movies is those yeah. those singular people are the villain, but when you're watching the movie, you realize they're not. Yeah, and it's really just the establishment. It's his fight against the whole program, the whole everything. Program. Um, and then we talked a lot about it already. Face Off is definitely on my list. It's just too much fun to not watch that movie. And even 20-ish years later, yeah, it's about 20 years later, that movie holds up extraordinarily well. I saw that in theaters in Arizona with my oldest brother, Mark. We, we made the mistake of seeing uh, Batman and Robin. Ooh. Yeah. And, so, and then immediately left the theater and walked into the next screen, which was face-off, and started face-off from the beginning. And we were like, okay, this was the best decision. So we went from arguably one of the worst movies of the 90s right. to just one of the most fun action films right. of the 90s. And it was just a, a pure action movie, but it, it, by John Woo, who is an action master, there's no argument there. Awesome, awesome movie. And we talked a little bit about it earlier, but so I wanted to beat a dead horse, but yeah, it's... That's later. Yeah, that's later. But uh, definitely watch that movie. That'll be on our Western uh, action movie. And our Beat a Dead Horse podcast. <laughs> uh, so going into the last four, like I said, chronologically, The Rock, I know that was in your honorable mentions, right? Um, the Rock was definitely my honorable mentions. It's one of those that's so close to 10. Like, it's just, it's right outside the points, yeah. I, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, I love the villains. I, it, poor Michael Bean, who seems to die in everything. I guess yeah. people with Bean in their name just have to die in everything. Yeah, Sean Bean. Yeah. yeah uh, Sean Bean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just so fun. I showed it to Michelle recently, and she hates Nicolas Cage with a passion. Yeah. And she was like, okay, this this is fun. Yeah. You know, and obviously Sean Connery doing Sean Connery job. things yeah. at Harris, the shootouts, the set pieces. Uh, yeah. And it's it's also for me, you know, Michael Bay at his finest as well. Mm. Yeah. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be careful about that. But Using yeah. finest in the yeah. same sentence as Michael Bay. <laughs> Uh, and then the last three, again, I haven't ordered these. I will say number one for me is Die Hard, but the rest are just chronologically okay. ordered. The last three, Matrix. I know you and I have discussed this. You're shaking your head so loud that uh, nope. you're now in bullet time. I, I think I'm shaking my head so loud. Uh, Alexa can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it, I, we're not going to have this fight because we had a 45-minute yeah. recorded for the world to hear fight. It's a fantastic action you know, film. It would be so funny if, like, you know, there was some worldwide disaster and the only thing that survived was that podcast and, and then like they find a copy of The Matrix and they're like oh yeah this was terrible like he was right <laughs> you just love living your fantasy that just, you, do, you do you and, and to the degree I'm just going to move on and almost filibuster now but to the degree of the sequels they're only good for their action yes whereas, yes, yeah, yeah. whereas The Matrix is a fun really good I'll movie i bathroom real quick with um, uh <laughs> With, um, you know, great action sequences in it. Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll give you that. The action sequences were good. They, they definitely were good. I mean, some of them were totally illogical. But they were really, really good. Especially the um, the lobby scene. That was that was a ton of fun. I, I, that was... Um, sure, I think it was um, Action Half-Life. It was a mod for Half-Life, the original one. And the, the whole idea was like it was basically action movies. So you could shoot a Kimbo with two... You know, it had, had two guns in your hands. 
they actually had guns over this the gold guns from face off <laughs> and uh, you could press a button and like dive like like an action dive and you would roll and stuff but there was a map it was the most popular one by far it was the lobby of the act of the uh, matrix and i'll tell you right now that was a game that was you know 20 years ago 17 15 20 years ago that i was playing those moments in that game were some of the most fun because that lobby was perfect for for it so yeah good let's let's yeah. let's end matrix talk on a positive note because i know yeah. that's a trigger word for you just like yeah. caressel is for me so or i don't want to just like uh you know the, a literal yeah, trigger yeah, word yeah, for, <laughs> yeah for for the uh for the uh alexa thing <laughs> uh the last two and again um, not top or bottom they're just in my top 10 the raid have you seen that one mm-hmm. uh amazing okay. uh, some of the best fight sequences of all time I highly recommend. I, I'll probably let you borrow it. Yeah. Um, and then John Wick, which oh, okay. is a, oh, a recent one. And yeah. I, I watched the second one recently. It's just it's simply not as good. Yeah. But the first one is fantastic. And I I mean we didn't touch on any Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan films. Yeah. We barely touched on Van Damme, Seagal, Stallone. Like yeah. I, this I is such a, a large thing. Uh, see, I go with, with my list for the most part. I said maybe Bone Saints. I was trying to go with ones that are generally good movies. Um, you know, because we could talk about Bruce Lee or Jackie Chan, and those are like Rush Hour. Those are that's a fun series, perfectly capable series, perfectly yeah. capable. Yeah, but they're definitely an action hybrid with comedy in there. So my, my bottom four, um, and this is probably, of your top ten. Yes, they're not bottom as in bad. No, oh no 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 no. Uh, it was hard to come up with a, a straight up bad one. I, I thought about that for a while. It's hard. I mean, maybe Guardians of the Galaxy, but whatever. Um, Jurassic Park, and this is probably more action adventure, which I'm totally fine with. Um, That's okay. I'm a giant hypocrite because I, yeah. I, I went in this whole diatribe <laughs> about why I can't include things, and then three of my movies are oh, Matrix, those. Predator, and Aliens. Yeah. So I'll just shut the hell up. You, well, you Aliens can... and Predator, I'll give you a total pass on the Matrix. Other nope, nope. Let's no, move no, on. No, back. No, 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 Go back to your list. Go back to your list. It's not a straight up action movie. At least the first one has things that are other than action. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so Jurassic Park, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Jurassic Park, uh, you know, again blows the water out uh, with just. Uh, excellent action scenes again it's technically more adventure but whatever I'm not going to draw for 90, for being in 93 did a great job uh, as we talked about on our previous or upcoming podcast um, it became the highest grossing movie worldwide at the time it was like 900 million in 93 that's like at least 50 billion like today the inflation is crazy is is crazy um uh, uh so I only did nine because ten I split up to two. I, I couldn't put it in one honorable mention. So the next one is Gladiator. If you're talking about great fight sequences, it's, it's probably more drama at points, but it's still a great movie. The action scenes are pretty freaking amazing. And that's what I yeah. you know I, I got yelled at for not including that um, when I mentioned one of this to somebody. Yeah, uh, well, and uh, yeah. Gladiator is, is a fantastic movie, but for me, it's just not a pure action movie. It's but not, I'm not going to fault you for yeah. putting it in your list because the action sequences are phenomenal. They're they're really good. It's it's one of, it's one of those that was close, but the action scenes are so well done. It won Best Picture, like yeah. And I believe he won Best Actor for yeah, it as well. Yeah, which he, he definitely did. He did a great job in that movie. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't excellent excellent movie. The action scenes were great. Even you know they, they did a lot of good things. And it for a period piece, you know, to, to be that successful, it, it needed some magic, and it, it did a great job. So I, I really enjoyed that movie, uh, and it's definitely my top. It, it's one of those smart action movies. Um, followed immediately by an incredibly dumb action movie, but still an amazing one, 300. And I don't know how we haven't talked about this one yet. It was in my honorable mention, yeah. but yeah, I know. 
three hundred. It, it's just it just takes the gladiator thing and says, we don't need story. We're just going to take the littlest versus the biggest, and then see what happens, and let Zack Snyder do his thing, and. <laughs> He did his thing. Oh wait, I don't have to have um, <laughs> substance over Flash. I can do Flash. Yeah. Okay, let me. Geography yeah. doesn't matter at yeah. all. No, like, no, no, okay, no. that's fine. Like, like realism. No, I mean, okay, fine. I got the guy with you know knives for hands and stuff. Because this is three hundred. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. But it, it, it that that movie was one of those that you know it came out of kind of nowhere. I mean, people knew the story of of three hundred. It's kind of like Watchmen, as we talked about again previous or upcoming podcast. How Watchmen and Known within that community, not really known outside. 300, same thing. Most people didn't even know it was a graphic novel until they read the Wikipedia page or whatever. Or saw that based on the graphic novel by right, yeah. Frank Miller. Yeah, An unbelievable action movie. I mean, and it's pure action. It's just 300 guys versus a million and, you know, they they kill a, a bazillion of them. It's just... and it, it Rough just, numbers. And just, yeah, <laughs> no, those are, those are pretty accurate. It's just like Mad Max where it's, they just... <laughs> They're endlessly inventive. You know, you have a rhino that's taken down, and you have these bombs. You have all, and you have a pretty interesting villain in Xerxes, who's not, you know, physically on the battlefield ever, but they kind of create this myth around him. And a lot of that's because Frank Miller is a really good writer and, and kept that in there. And <clears throat> great movie. I mean, it spawned endless memes. It spawned a terrible sequel, but it's still referenced to this day, and it holds up. And the the scenes themselves, the action sequences are pretty amazing. For for what it is, they're absolutely amazing. Um, my 10th, my, my which I, I bifurcated into two, between Top Gun and Rage of the Lost Ark, I, I mean, come on, like those are... those are. I'm not going to yeah. fault you. I mean, <laughs> Rage of the Lost Ark, I, I think, was in, at the time, because it, it, it's, it's somewhat... Um, it's somewhat flowy, my top ten list, but I'm pretty sure Raiders was in there or was in my top yeah, fifteen. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's definitely an action movie. It's it def more adventure than than even Jurassic Park, but it's so close. But it still has great action scenes. It's still very tense. It's got you know it it just has it checks a lot of the boxes for what you what you want in an action movie. And Top Gun, same thing. I mean, it's it's just a great action movie. It has the greatest homoerotic scene of all time with the volleyball scene. <laughs> But you know they're making a, they're making another one. So and to this day, it doesn't hold up quite as well. I think it's a little bit it's a little bit campy, but it's a kind of campy where it's like I don't care. It's, it's the good campy. It's the good campy. It's the it's the good campy that it, it kind of morphed with time in a good way, and it's just a ton of fun. I mean, I think for on Facebook for the longest times, the longest time there was like this blurb at the end of the page that said "too close for guns switching switching to missiles." This was when Facebook was only colleges and stuff like that. So it's permeated in such a way, and it is, the action scenes are good. Yeah, the characters are way over the, I mean, they're way over the top. Maverick and Goose, like, they're just so over the top, but it's, there are, it is a good action movie. And if you haven't seen it, don't expect it to be some serious, you know, thing. It's, watch it because you're going to have fun watching an action movie, so. Well, I, I mean... That was a fun discussion, and the sad thing is we barely scratched the surface of action movies, yeah. but we, we went over the themes, we went over our favorites, what to look for. Yeah. So, as usual, what did we miss? What was yeah, important? there's so much. I mean, <laughs> What was important to you when you were growing up? And I think it's so funny, we didn't even really touch on bad ones, because it's, it's, it's really hard to make a straight-up bad one, because you still have some redeeming quality in it that you can point to and go, okay, this was, this is, watch this scene at least, you know? It's one of the few genres that can escape... 
mediocrity for yeah. the most part. And it's the kind of thing where... Even or at least mediocrity is, is a bad thing. Mediocrity right. can be a really good thing for action. Yeah, so. and if you notice for the most part, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, most action movies are in between 30 and 70. It's rare for one to, to get a, even to even get a, 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 a fresh rating. It's very rare. Um, but that's okay. People don't really care the same way. They'll still do extremely well. It's nice when one does extremely well in the box. Uh, like in, Mad Max. Well, like Mad Max. Or Great reviews. Kirk, if you want recent ones, Dark Knight, for example. Um, it's nice when that happens, but nobody's expecting that because we know what we're getting. We know what we're paying for. And we expect, even like San Andreas, which wasn't a great movie, but it still had good action. It was still a good disaster movie. You know, had The Rock being The Rock. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so let us know. Um, it was a fun discussion. I kind of want to watch a lot of these now, but I got to yeah. wait a little bit longer for the kids to get older. I think I think Sam might be getting close to Indiana Jones, which is really going to be... Yeah, I mean, because it, it's just violence. There's and no, some of the Bond movies, too. Yeah, and some of the older Bonds have a little bit of suggestive material and stuff like that, but it's not. it's nothing too over the top or gory or no. you know it's just so i think most action movies try to avoid that because they know that that slows them down they give you a taste just to kind of get you excited and then they know that the love story that she's the death knell for an action movie is when you have a, a, a you know a complex love story so yeah so uh to go along with the theme this episode is actually going to self-destruct in yeah. uh, five it's actually about as four long as some of the worst three <laughs> action movies of all two time. one <laughs>